This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight. My name's Taylor. Hopefully you know that by now. Hope you guys are having a good week. Um, good day. Heading into the weekend soon. Wonder what I'm going to do this weekend. I don't know. Um, keeping it super casual today, actually. So uh, just fair warning, I have put the doggies up. Um, I have two dogs and uh, they are not happy that they're not allowed to be in the room while I'm talking to you guys. So if you hear a little little high-pitched squeals here and there, that's uh, my one and two upset that they can't be right next to me. Um, but they're pretty loud when they, uh, you know, hear something and start barking or whatever. So wanted to try to keep that out of there, but not going to sweat it too hard. Anyways, so we're at update number three um, before we really like just jump into the major content of the season. I'm really excited to be able to really share something valuable with you guys. I have some amazing guests um, that you guys are going to be hearing from. And uh, I'm continuing to take guest requests. So if you are interested in being on the show, sharing your story, um, you don't have to have some type of fancy background, you know, if you're a diabetic, and you just want to share how you have been championing, you know, living and being your best version of yourself while having diabetes, I want to hear from you. Um, Anyways, so what you can expect in this episode, going to try to keep it short and sweet. I say that, but y'all know I ramble sometimes. <laughs> so I'm going to try to keep it short. But I really just want to talk about what to expect now moving forward as we're getting ready to jump into the season really deeply. Um, you know, things that I'm I'm doing and why I kind of changed a little bit of the direction of the show compared to season one. Uh, I'm sure as you've noticed, there isn't a vocal intro because I am creating a brand new one, but I'll talk more about that in a second. So with that, let's get started. Perfect. So, you know, the last episode I talked about navigating the wellness space, you know, as a woman of color and why I feel so strongly about continuing to push to be the representation, especially in the diabetic space. Um, And I'm happy to say that, you know, I'm discovering more and more, um, not only people of color, but specifically women of color who have really decided to take on uh, being an example you know, and sharing their stories for other diabetics, because it's hard, you know, it's hard coming into this diagnosis. And you don't always have an immediate friend or family member who you can share those experiences with and have somebody to kind of like, help you kind of problem solve navigating your life with this new, you know, um, this new illness, if you will. So I want to be, you know, that warm, welcoming friend that can just be like, hey, I get it. 
and, you know, let it out, vent, whatever you need to do. Um, and, you know, let's let's put our heads together and game plan on how you can move forward and still enjoy um, life to the fullest, you know, because it's not an end all be all. You know, the world isn't over uh, because of this. And I have to be honest, um, I feel like um, Mila over at the Hangry Woman says it best where she's glad. <laughs> Essentially, she's saying like she's grateful for her diagnosis because she never would have really paid attention to her health had it not come up. And I know that sometimes it's hard to think that way, but you know, over the years I've slowly began to feel the same way. And yeah, it it sucks, you know, and especially for like those who have type one who didn't really have a choice. You know what I mean? Um, it's still something that I feel like is worth appreciating in a way because one, I am a firm believer that you don't ever come up against challenges that you can't face or that aren't meant for you to be able to over- overcome. But even more so, you know, there's there's a lot of truth to that in that sometimes we get so heads down and sometimes we do take advantage of, you know, the grace and space that the divine is giving us to the point where it's it's when it's too late, you know, sometimes that we like, oh, shit, I should probably be grateful and be thankful um, that I can eat whatever and it doesn't affect me, you know, that kind of thing. So for me, I never would have really looked at my health with a fine tooth comb the way that I am had it not been for my diagnosis. And the fact that I can still live and enjoy my life the way, you know, that I used to, um, but just at a different pace and angle, um, that's all that really matters to me. You know, I'm not, I haven't lost any limbs. Um, You know, for the most part, my body functions as it's supposed to. I have to give it some help, you know, with some medication and the way that I eat. But that wasn't something I was thinking about, you know, at 1920, you know what I mean? And being so conscious of what I put in my body um, is honestly, I feel like really saving me, you know, being in my my 30s now, um, I think it's just going to make getting, you know, uh, to 31, 32 and so on even more meaningful because I'm going to be ensuring that those years are of the best versions of myself. So, you know, that's that's really something um, that I wanted to share and kind of just like tune into a little bit more um, with this season. So um, the the season or really healing in hindsight as a whole is no longer just going to be focused solely on type two diabetics. You know, that is my perspective. That is what I'm dealing with. But when I really sat back and thought about it um, in the off season, there are so many more stories and perspectives that bring value to diabetes as a whole that I feel like should be heard just as much as myself as a type two diabetic. So I want this show, I want the brand in and in and of itself to be a resource, um, for diabetes. I want it to be something that, you know, people of color can listen to and understand. I want it to be something that, um, you know, millennials can listen to um, and recognize that like, oh my God, there's somebody there who understands what it's like to live by yourself and have a full-time job and try to climb the corporate ladder and have a social life and want to travel and see the world, you know, versus waiting until I'm in my, you know, you know, fifties or sixties to do that. Um, but still navigate having, you know, this illness um, in a positive way um, and in a way where I'm able to manage it um, without having to lean on medication too heavily. So 
that's really why I want to shift the focus on this. You know, healing in hindsight um, is really meant to be a reflection of what I've learned in those first couple of years of just not really taking this diagnosis seriously and recognizing areas where I could have improved. And, and for those out there who are just coming into this, you know, hopefully that you listen and understand that like, you don't have to make those same mistakes that I did, but know that, you know, if you make a mistake, it's okay. You can always pick yourself back up. I'm a perfect example of that. Right. So I'm giving the brand a refresh, nothing super major, like, you know, my, my, uh, if we get like super designer nitty gritty, if you will, my logo's not changing, my colors aren't changing, um, but it's more so the mission and the values and the content that I'm shifting. Um, that's what you're really going to start to see is it's not just about type two diabetics. Um, I think, you know, those who are diabetic in general, no matter what, you know, we all have a strong role to play in how our healthcare system takes care of us. You know what I mean? Especially for those who have to take insulin, like insulin isn't, isn't just for type one diabetics. You know what I mean? Like it, it, you can be a type two diabetic and be on insulin and it's the, one of the most expensive liquids in the world. And it's ridiculous that it is. And so you know, if I sit back and say, oh, I'm a type two, type two diabetic and all I do is take medication, I don't need to worry about the cost of insulin, you know, not my problem, wrong, you know, and I feel like it is a little bit of my responsibility to advocate, you know, for my other diabetic brothers and sisters who may not have the luxury or I'm not even a luxury. I don't want to make it seem like taking insulin is a bad thing or that, you know, I've, I've heard of people being threatened to be put on insulin like it's something to feel bad about. Um, it is a hormone that your body produces. And sometimes that, that, you know, someone's body doesn't produce it as well. We do it with birth control all the time. We do it with testosterone all the time. So there's nothing to be ashamed of, of taking insulin. Um, but it also shouldn't cost you so much, especially when some of us need it literally to live, you know what I mean? So, um, I think for those of us who, uh, whether or not we're on insulin or not, we all should be advocates to ensure that we have the medication that we need and that it's not costing so much um, in order to have it because, you know, you can die from this. And so I I can, you know, I, I definitely have been in a position where I've had to, um, you, you know how like you check out at the grocery store and you got too much, too much stuff and you're like, ooh, actually put that back, actually put that back. Or like, your card declined and you weren't sure why, or you left your wallet at home and you have to like leave everything there. And like, that's embarrassing, right? But to do that with medication that you need, you know, and I've been told stories of like people having to walk away from the pharmacy and just be like, you know what, just, just leave it because they couldn't afford it. And, and that's not acceptable. And so it's going to take a collection of all of us to advocate and to share our knowledge and to support each other so that this isn't something that becomes a trend. You know, we see it in TV shows all the time, this kind of dystopian like societies where, you know, if you weren't higher up or middle class or whatever, or whatever status or whatever funds or born into whatever family, you know, you couldn't get the necessities. And it's, I find television so interesting because in a way, it's foreshadowing where we could be if we don't stand together and ensure that, you know, our government systems and, you know, the medical and pharma pharmaceutical industries 
really listen to us and take us seriously that we need affordable options. So I really just want to ensure that the Healing in Hindsight brand is open and inclusive for all diabetics, no matter what. And so that's what you're really going to hear this season is you're going to hear voices of people with type one, um, you know, people with type two, uh, pre-diabetics, you know, people who uh, may have had diabetes, but they've, you know, sent it into remission of some sort, like they're not on medication and, you know, maybe they self-manage, but um, when they check into the doctor, you know, the doctor's like, it's not necessary for you to like check your numbers anymore, things like that, just because um, they've gotten their machine so well oiled that it's not even something they have to even think about. And that's, that's my aim. You know what I mean? I, I want to get to a point where medication is no longer something I need to be concerned about. Um, the way that I'm eating, the way that I'm living, you know, the way that I am um, supporting my body, uh, my body just kind of resets and goes back to, you know, those, uh, those before times, if you will. So that's what I'm really hoping to do. So what that looks like, and some of you, um, you know, I don't think anybody's really paying attention to my Instagram that hard, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you look over time, um, my Instagram, is it's just an example, has changed so much since it started. I launched Healing in, Healing in Hindsight officially um, when it was just a website, you know, blog or whatever on August 31st. And it's really interesting because, you know, I, I do have Healing in Hindsight as an LLC. Um, so I am truly a business owner and it became official on August 31st of this year. And so um, technically Healing in Hindsight is, is four years, four years old, but I guess now it's, it's back to being a baby again since it's um, legally official, if you will. But I just find that so interesting to look back and see how it's evolved. And, you know, I used to think about archiving those posts so that way nobody could see, you know, the um, weird changes or, you know, the, the, the posts and all the things like that. But I, I chose to keep it up as a reminder to myself of how far I've come and how much my brand has evolved. And I'm proud of that. You know, I feel like if you're not able to evolve and pivot and shift into something else, um, then what's it all for, you know, and, and you see that with people getting, um, you know, the kind of the, the professional space of like, oh yeah, they were, you know, this, um, corporate executive for 20 something odd years. And then suddenly they dropped everything and opened up a coffee shop and they couldn't be happier. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you should be able to do that. That should be okay. There shouldn't be this expectation that once you're, you know, you've chosen your primary function, if you will, that's all that you ever have to do. You know, I've never been that person. And my parents could probably tell you, um, I've always wanted to stick my hand in everything, you know, and and my mom used to say like, okay, well, why don't you stick with this so you can get a scholarship for college? And then my dad was like, oh, well, you're only doing it just to be because you want to be social, not necessarily because you like the craft. And, you know, honestly, they were both wrong. Like, I didn't care about doing it for school purposes. Now, to a degree, I, you know, I, I um, understand where my mom was coming from, especially because, you know, her coming from another country and coming here and, you know, growing up in, you know, still a very rocky racial climate, um, you know, in Louisiana, like, I could understand, you know, my grandparents didn't have the room to pay for my mom to do extracurriculars and things like that. She could only do stuff that was free and that she could, you know, get to without any additional help. And college was just 
not really a factor for her, you know? And, you know, for my dad, you know, it's more of like, if you want to do something social, cool, but just be honest about it, you know? And it's not to say that I don't think he was right in a way. I think he just took that as the only reason why I wanted to do those things. Um, Now, I could be wrong, you know, but (laughs) for the most part, I truly did want to try all those things. And I didn't fully understand that, yes, it costs money and all these things like that. But when I look at myself now, like I've gained skills through being able to try all of those things. You know what I mean? And I have an appreciation for a lot of things because I was able to try all these things. I did sports. I did dance. I did theater. I did band. You know, um, you know, even in my adult life, I did a, a, a coding a kind of semi boot camp, if you will. Um, I did, um, you know, uh, I got back into art and painting. You know, I got um, into, you know, business masterminds, all of these things, because I don't feel like I have to take no for an answer to be able to try things. I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even sometimes when people are like, it's a career shift, like, okay, I don't see what's wrong with that. Um, I think we've grown to attach to this idea of you just need to work and work and work and you need to, you know, become a master of one thing. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, my dad once told me they don't pay the player who can do everything a crap ton of money. They play, they pay the player who has a specialization the most money. You know, if you're a really great pitcher uh, in baseball or whatever, they're paying you way more money than somebody who can pitch, who can bat, who can, you know, be in the outfield and all that stuff like that. So it's not that I don't understand um, mastering something. Uh, And I feel like I've kind of found my happy middle of mastery, which is, you know, connecting and teaching people um, and developing people. Um, And I I wouldn't say I'm a master right now, but like when people talk to me, that's what I say, you know, like I'm a trainer, even though my role right now isn't a trainer, like I'm a trainer. Um, And I recently have started being open to saying a teacher because I felt like that was such a heavy title. Like, like I'm not an educator, you know, I'm not teaching kids, you know, uh, how to, how to navigate in the world. Like we do that because that's, to me, I feel like the word teacher is such a, um, a title to hold in high regard. And there's a little bit of imposter syndrome there. You know, a trainer to me is slightly different. You know, it's like, you already know how to navigate the world. I'm just here to show you how to navigate this specific area. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making myself open to teacher because I understand it can expand across many forms and mediums, but, that is what I'm good at. You know, I can get up in front of people, I can synthesize down information and share it and it be palatable. And I know how to tailor it to an individual and to make people feel good about what they're learning. And even when things are challenging, you know, I know how to help people get through those challenges. I've just never applied it to anything that I've been doing personally. Um, and so that's something that I'm, I'm wanting to do now, you know, Uh, and I'm excited to kind of break out into that because I'm used to teaching content, um, that some other company has had, you know? (laughs) So it is, it is something that I'm looking forward to. And I want you guys to be a part of that journey, whether it's, 
you know, whatever I provide in value and education through the show, um, or I'm looking into creating my own group coaching program. Um, and I know everybody's got something out there. Everybody's got a, a coaching service or a teaching service or membership or whatever, but I think there is true value in the amount of people who want to share um, what they know, and what they've learned, because all we're doing is a modern form of what villages used to do, you know, especially before writing became so heavy. Um, you know, villages and cultures would pass down their knowledge through people. You know, they would pick an apprentice or, you know, a couple of people and they would literally through word of mouth teach them everything. And they just kept passing it on, kept passing it on. Same thing with trades, you know, and skill set. And so I don't see that as any different. You know, we just have the ability to consume it in so many different forms. So my hope is to be able to work with people a lot closely and to help people understand, yo, you can lower your A1C without having to turn your life upside down, you know, rip out everything in your fridge and, you know, start over um, to a point where like you don't even recognize your life anymore. Now, some people would suggest that's exactly what you do. But for me, I found ways into making small shifts and changes um, that have that have big impact. And I just add to it once I've kind of gotten one skill worked in and it's become a habit then I add to that and I add to that. And over time, I've seen the results of that. And I want to provide that for others. Um, So that's really where the show is going, guys. Like, I just want to provide you just straight up real talk. This is what it is. Um, This is what I've learned. Um, Here's what's kind of going on out there. And here's some great perspectives and minds who can give you more knowledge and information. And then you take that and you apply it how you will. You know, uh, I'm not here to force any information on anybody. It's just here's what I know and what I understand. And I'm putting it out there and I want to make sure it's reachable and attainable, especially for communities of color, Um, simply because nobody's really making the room or the space professionally for us to be there. It's it's happening. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's not there, but it's so washed out that it's hard to find. You know, I don't see people really going into marginalized communities and setting up uh, testing sites to ensure that people can get their A1C check, even if they don't have insurance. You know what I mean? Like, it's stuff like that. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to build. And that's what I want to bring. And I just feel like it's something that is absolutely needed. And even if right now the only thing that I can do is hold up a megaphone or a microphone and record it, blast it on your own speakers and say, hey, this is something that we need. This is something you should learn. This is something you should pay attention to. Then I'll do that. And when I get to the to the you know growth that I can literally go to those communities and say, hey, totally free. Let's get your A1C tested. Then I want to do that. You know, so that's kind of what you can expect. So where we go from here is um I've, you know, I've already started to make some changes in the aesthetic and appeal of my Instagram uh, feed. So you'll start to see that. Um, my website is uh, getting some some updates, um, not a full overhaul right now, just because um, fun fact, I'm doing it myself. Um, part of the skills that I've picked up in, uh, you know, having a 
uh, best friend who's worked in graphic design for a very long time and just my general interest in uh, coding and web design. I really love um, UI, UX design and just functionality of stuff and, you know, a little bit of flashiness. But for the most part, you know, I've taken all of these skills and I've been able to apply it to my own website. So when you're on my website, that's all me. I mean, there's a theme, you know, and some tools that had me do it. But the concepts, you know, I wireframed all that. <laughs> but um, so, you know, if you head to the website now, you're going to get met with a, hey, I'm a I'm, I'm dressing right now. I'll be out in a second, you know, because um, I want I want everything with my brand to match the the mission that I'm trying to bring. And that is your ultimate resource for all things for diabetics. Um, and I'm going to make sure that it's going to factor in, you know, mindset and mental health and varying perspectives and, you know, varying nutritions, because, um, it's all about finding what works for you at the end of the day. That's what this journey is about. Get your mind right. Do your research, find what works for you. And that's it. That's, that's really all I got. (laughs) Um, so I really hope that this, you know, this kind of three part series has been helpful and just catching up with you guys, letting you know what's been going on with me, um, and what I'm trying to change and, you know, how this is kind of, um, affecting me and, and how this is shifting what I want to do for the world, because, um, it is, it is a journey. It is a battle and, and there's definitely a big hill to climb. Uh, but I'm definitely here to say I'm ready to climb it. Uh, and to me, there is no, there is no turning back. You know, I, I'm really in it for the long haul and I hope you guys are too. Um, so like I said, short and sweet, I'm doing good. Oh my God, I'm doing good on time. <laughs> um, and I hope that you guys are excited about some of the you know, kind of visual changes that are coming. I've worked really hard on it. I hope you like it. Um, but, you know, after this, after this episode, like it's go time, you know, you're going to start to really hear some great stories and perspectives. Um, you know, I'm going to bring some valuable information to you guys. And don't forget every Thursday is when you can expect those new episodes to drop. Um, so make sure that you are tuning in wherever you can find, you know, a podcast uh, broadcasted, like, follow. Um, I do load all of the episodes on YouTube as well. Um, don't think I forgot the video was coming, you know, just let me work out this video editing situation guys. Cause one woman show. Well, no, I lied. Uh, a a, a, a one woman, one man show. There you go. Cause shout out to my dad who is hooking up all of the audio for this. So if you're hearing this nice crispy sound, you know, all these things, uh, that is, we are eight studios doing uh, what uh, he does best. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. And I'm really excited to grow this brand with you guys and to just continue to share and, um, you know, be a homie that you can lean on whenever you got questions or just want to vent or whatever. Because without community, then what are we? Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. You feel me. Anyways. That's all I got, guys. I really hope that you have a great rest of your week. Hope you do something awesome this weekend. Take some time for yourself. Love on yourself for real. Self-care is so important, guys. That's been like a huge message that I've gotten um, in the past week or so. And I'm really, really, really taking that to heart. So make sure even if it's just five minutes, guys, seriously, 
Self-care does not have to mean spending hours and hours and hours of your day, you know, just focusing on you. Even if it's just five minutes, go for a walk, um, meditate, um, you know, pray, uh, draw, journal, you know, just vibe out to your favorite music, um, uh, sit down with no phones, no electronics with some tea or your coffee and just enjoy the moment. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is that makes you turn inward and feel at peace with yourself, it is so important, especially in these times, especially with this election coming up. I'm not going to sit here and play like it's not, you know, something that's happening. It's definitely very important. We're in it for the long haul, guys. However this shakes out, we got to be ready. And we're only going to be ready for taking care of ourselves. All right. Until then, I'll catch you guys next Thursday. I'm really excited for you guys to hear what all I've got for you. But uh, for now, we'll call it a day. Check it. Check it.